Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm so happy that each of you could join us. We want to thank the Lord for bringing us together in the spirit. We want to thank him for uniting us in his love. Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international ministry. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that happens to be in your time zone. And we meet on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that is in your time zone. We welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we invite everyone to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, if you're on a computer, across the banner you'll see MIC radio chat, M-I-C, radio chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name, one of the names that's on your birth certificate, and greet the saints, and they will greet you in return. Amen? If you're on a cell phone, please... um. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. Amen. When the page comes up, across the top, you'll see three white lines on a black background. Click the three white lines, and it will open all the rest of the links up to you, and you may proceed from there. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're happy that everyone could join us. And that the Lord is moving in our lives. All of us who are moving continually forward, as we talked about some time ago, we're seeing results. Yes, we have warfare. That is to be expected. This is the end time. But we're seeing results from our prayer lives, from our continually seeking the Lord, receiving his word, applying each message to our lives, changing our attitudes, our behaviors, our mindsets, surrendering our will, we are experiencing growth, and we are being changed. We are being changed. We're going from faith to faith. Amen? So we're reaping the rewards of all of our our labor, all of the notes that we took during the sermon every fast that we participated in, every message we've listened to and recast and recast again so that we could really hear what God was saying to us. 
every time we've obeyed, every time we've refrained from something that we now recognize to be against the will of God, every time we've taken a stand, every time we've come into agreement with a a prayer request or the answers and solutions from the Godhead, every time we've stood in warfare, every time we've agreed with the opening prayers, God has taken note. He has. And if you've done all of that, then you're seeing tremendous growth in your life. You're seeing change. Things that were difficult before are becoming easier. Amen? So I want to thank you for your support, and I want to congratulate you on your persistence and your diligence in the Lord. And I pray your continued success in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, um, amen. <laughs> um, LM, did you get it? Just put a yes or a no in the chat room. I'll know. So, uh, what did I want to say? Lord, um, we're going to go into prayer now. The blessings that we have received all came from you. Every good and every perfect gift comes from you. And so we want to thank you for many of these good and perfect gifts that don't always seem like good and perfect gifts the minute we get them. But as they work out through our lives, they turn out to be just that. So we want to thank you for them. There are some situations in our lives, Lord, that may seem uncomfortable right now, but they're building. (laughs) All righty but they're building godly character in us. They're building godly character in us. Amen. Godly character. Amen. Hold on just a second, church. I got to make an adjustment right here. They're building godly character in us. Amen. And God is happy about it. Amen. God is happy about it. And we ought to be happy too. Praise the Lord. We ought to be happy too. We ought to be overjoyed with the things God is sending, even if they don't look so great at the time. That's right. I can look back at things that happened years ago, and I can see now why they happened, because it was preparing me for what I'm doing right now. Then it didn't make any sense at all, but today it makes a lot of sense. Amen? Today it makes a lot of sense. 
It makes a lot of sense. It didn't make much sense back then, but it surely makes sense now. God is a long-range planner. He planned our lives before the foundation of the world. And he knew when it was time to allow certain things in our lives that we were not going to like, that we were going to find uncomfortable and annoying and downright irritating and a few other things. But God always knows what to do with those things. He'll use them for our good. Since he's going to do that, since he's in the process of doing that, thank him for it. Thank him. Amen? Thank him for it. Since he's working it out, he already knew which way it was going to turn, what you were going to do, how long you were going to poke your mouth out. He's still working it out for your good, even though you poked your mouth out. Come on. He's a good God. Give him credit. Amen? He knew you were going to get that attitude, and he knew you were going to repent. So now, tell him thank you. Amen? Tell him thank you. You see, your little attitude is temporary. It comes and it goes until you decide to do something about your flesh. It may not feel good. You don't like it. Why did God let this happen to me? Because God is working on you. He wants to be able to receive you into heaven. And there are things that come before that. Amen? And he's got to fit you for your home in heaven. That's right. He's got to fit you for that. So thank him. No, it may not feel good. It may not be fun. But it's putting, it's instilling godly character into you if you allow it to. It's making you more like him if you allow it to. If you have the right attitude, you'll come out with the right character. Amen? Amen. So let it have its perfect work in you. Let God work it into the mix. You know, when I was a little girl, I found out how they made mortar. Mortar, yeah, that's what you put between the bricks so you'll have a wall when you finish. You got to use some dirt. Dirt, yes, that's a part of the mix. I never knew that. But looking outside my bedroom window, I could see the, the brick masons in the backyard, and they were putting some dirt in it. And I thought that to be strange. But then... When they finished and they left it there and the rainstorm came, it didn't blow it over. It stayed right there. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't fall. And after the sun came back out, they came back to work and put some more courses on top of it. And the brick wall went higher and higher and higher and higher. I learned something about that. That bit of dirt, made a difference. The dirt that was mixed in the mortar made a difference. Amen? So when the things come into your life that look like they're dirt, know that that's part of your cement. Amen? God has a way of working things out 
if we'll grow up and change our little attitudes. Amen. If we'll crucify our own flesh, God will work it out for us. So don't get all bent out of shape. That's what I'm saying. Thank the Lord. Show him, see, I'm growing up. I know how to pull my attitude in. I know how to say thank you when that's not what I really want to say. And then I know how to let it work its way into my heart so I mean it from my heart. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. For God is good, and his mercy does endure forever. No, it does not feel good. Yes, sometimes you are going to feel like you're by yourself, but that's a feeling. Feelings come and go. They don't stay forever, especially if you boot them out the door. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, you know in the news, you've heard of somebody that something happened to them that was worse than anything that's happened to you yet. And your heart went out to them. Well, the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. It's always the right time to be grateful. It's always the right time to have gratitude. No, they didn't do what you thought they ought to do, but nonetheless, God is greater than whatever they did or did not do. Praise the Lord. No, they won't, don't want to listen to you, and you know you happen to be right. Well, they'll just have to learn that one, won't they? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we've just come together in the love of Christ, and we want to thank you for every lesson you've taught us, everything we've learned, (sighs) even for allowing us to make errors so we could learn. Thank you for that. You promised to instruct us and teach us in the way which we should go, and that you will guide us with your eye. Yes, Lord, you guide and direct your people by affording your people in answer to prayer, the light of your Holy Spirit, which enables us to understand and to love the scriptures. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for guiding our lives and leading us at all times. Show us your way so that we might know your will. We ask you to be our vision, our eyes, and our all. You are our lamp, O Lord. You lead us beside the still waters, and you restore our souls. Show us your ways, O Lord. Teach us your paths. We thank you for the knowledge that you will guide us with judgment, and you will teach us your ways. Amen. Your word promises us, Lord, that you always order the steps of a good person and you delight in the way of a person who is following you. With all our heart, Father, we want to be the kind of person who brings joy and delight to your heart. Send out your light and truth. Let them lead us. You are our God forever and ever, 
and you will be our guide even unto death. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So cause us to know the way in which we should walk. Attend to our prayers, Father, as we incline our ear to your word. You have given us your Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth for his guiding presence in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, sometimes we find ourselves at a crossroad, at a place where we just don't know what to do. But, Lord, if we will still ourselves, you will speak to our hearts. You're going to show us what we will do if we'll wait upon you. We want to thank you for helping our feet to go in the right path. We promise not to lean to our own covetousness, our own idolatry, and our own understanding, but to put our own feelings, thoughts, and emotions to the side and to clear our hearts that we might hear from you. We want to thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord, telling us what we need to do. And we promise to obey you. Just like the children of Israel made a covenant with you, and they promised to do all that they agreed with you to do. We come before you tonight, Lord, thanking you for your answers and solutions to our prayers and our dilemmas thanking you for working things out for us, thanking you for leading us and guiding us and telling us when it's time to wait, when it's time to pause, when it's time to be a little more patient, when it's time to go forward, and when it's time to stop. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We turn our ways, our plans, our activities over to you. And we trust you to guide us in the right way. These are treacherous times that we live in, Father. And we need your counsel, your wisdom, your guidance every moment of the day. Unexpected situations come up continually. But we know that you are in us and you are with us and you will show us what to do. So we trust ourselves into your hands. We thank you that you're taking care of us, and we thank you that we're not stuck trying to figure out everything on our own. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You'll make a way for us. You always have, and we know you always will. We want to thank you for the way for us that your love has made. We give you praise, Lord. We're not left as orphans. We belong to you, and you will take care of us. This we know. Because the Bible tells us so. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, saints, sometimes we get in our own way. Have you ever tripped over your own feet? You know, nothing else was in the way. It's just you being clumsy. Well, saints, sometimes we're still doing that spiritually. We're tripping over our own feet, being clumsy, and not realizing, okay, I I, I need to quit about right here. I need to stop and just listen to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, self, I, I need to stop right here for a moment. I need to pause. I need to put myself on pause and listen to the Lord instead of what's going on in my own head. You get better results that way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You get better results that way. Sometimes we're too much, too focused on our task. We have this task in mind, and we're just going to go at it till we get it done. We're just going to go at it and go at it and give it everything we can do till we get it done. But sometimes that's not the best approach. Really? Really? Sometimes that is not the best approach. Sometimes we have to learn to wait before we begin. Well, why would we have to wait? Because God has a reason. And if we want his best, we will learn how to yield to his spirit. Amen. We will learn. It's learning because you don't get it all at once. We will learn how to yield to his spirit. That's right. We will learn this. That means you're going to make mistakes in the process, but you'll get better with it over time. We're going to learn how to yield to his spirit. Learn. That when you come to that yield sign, that the Holy Spirit goes first and then you follow, not the other way around. Amen? Amen. And things will get better because he will go before you and prepare the way. That's better than you tripping over your own feet. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We repent of every fear that's in our lives. Amen. We want to thank you for your mercy and for your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Whatever it is we've been fearing all this time, Lord, because you've been talking to us about this for so long, and we still haven't dealt with it to your satisfaction, we repent. We ask you to help us. We know that you have strengthened us, and now we're willing to allow you to lead us. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. It doesn't matter what dumb thought the devil brings. We bind that dumb thought in Jesus' name. We exercise 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, and we cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every thought. Every thought. We bind all of our trauma, 
all of our fears, all of our tortures, all of our walls of amnesia. You know, we just can't remember it. It was so traumatizing. We bind that in the name of Jesus. Jesus is in charge of our lives. He is the Lord of our lives. Whatever is behind the wall, he can handle it if we'll let him, if we'll turn it over. We take authority, dominion, and power over our own protective shields of secrecy. Yes, we have them. We have these secrets that we don't want to confess even to God. We we don't want to bring it up in our own thoughts. But we're repenting of that tonight, Lord. Yes, we are. We're repenting of that. We're repenting of our PTSD, as they call it these days. That's right. Our post-traumatic stress disorder, as they call it. We're repenting of even intrusive flashbacks from the past that are only in bits and pieces because we don't have the whole story. We repent of all of our panic, all of our phobias, as they're called, all of the self-punishment and putting ourselves down that we do, all of our social withdrawing, all of our guilt and bad memories, and all of those things we keep recycling over and over and over and over. You know, you're going, in your mind, you're going around that same mountain one more time every time a certain thing happens it seems to trigger it and then we just go there again we repent of that because it's time for that to stop thank you jesus we repent lord of certain memories that we allow to torment us we can put those down we we have a little faith we know four scriptures We know the name of Jesus. We've seen the power of God. We've experienced the power of God. We can put that down now. We can put that down. Amen. We can take authority, dominion, and power over our conflicting desires. We can bind those things now, Jesus. And those memories that we should have let go of a long time ago, we should have put them in that trash can and, and let the sanitation worker pick them up. We repent of going into the trash and pulling them out. You've told us we are not trash cans, and we're not supposed to walk around, go around in life with trash on the inside because you're cleaning us out because we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. So, Lord, all the trash from the past, this time we're going to let go and we're not going to pick it up again. We repent for digging it up. That was our fault. But we're not going to do it again, Lord. Amen. And we're not going to say the reason we can't go forward is because somebody abused us or hurt our feelings in the past. No, we've overcome that in Christ Jesus. The minute we received you into our hearts, Lord, our overcoming began. So we're not going to keep blaming the past. And we're not going to blame that person that hurt our feelings. And we're not going to blame this other person that disappointed us. We're not going to point the finger, Lord. We're going to lift both hands to you and pray. We're growing. We're not going to act like that anymore. We're repenting of it now because we're leaving it behind. We're going to lift our hands and praise because 
you brought us through. You've changed us. You've given us more mature attitudes. We understand better that you love us no matter what has happened to us, no matter what anyone did or didn't do for us. You love us, and your love is greater than all of us. It doesn't matter who rejected us. You have received us. It doesn't matter who mistreated us. You love us passionately. It doesn't matter about all of that other. It only matters because now we have the true love that will never leave us nor forsake us. Your love never fails. So no matter what has happened and what might happen, we're in your hands and the devil can't touch us. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We know that you love us. We're not wondering about it anymore. We're not, well, maybe he'll love me or maybe, maybe, no, we know you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We are confident in your love for us. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We repent of all these mind retreats, you know, places that we allow our minds to go to when we're trying to get away from something painful. In fact, we just turn them all over to you right now, and we don't want them back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. All the despair we have allowed ourselves to wallow in, all of the hopelessness we've allowed ourselves to play with, we're sorry, Lord. We're, we're, we're growing up. We're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do that anymore because you gird about our loins with your spirit of truth. And we've learned to wear our breastplate of righteousness that you've given us. And now our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take our shield of faith and we raise it so that we're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear our helmet of salvation and we take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Thank you, Lord. That your glory is at our rear. You put a hedge around us. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So we cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because you care for us. We have divine health, and we possess it. We take possession of it by faith in Jesus' name. We got a good hold on this, and we're not letting go. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We see ourselves healed. By the blood of the Lamb, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for the grace that you have imparted in us to have faith and to believe your word, to believe your word even till it fully manifests in the natural. We want to thank you, Lord. We didn't always have that. Thank you, Lord. 
We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for your warring, linking angels. We want to thank you for the praising angels. But most of all, we want to thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, and your presence in us. We thank you. We thank you. There's never a moment when we're alone. It's not possible. You live inside of us. We want to thank you for that. No matter what tricks the devil may try, you'll cause us to overcome in you. No matter what attack he may send, you are going to cause us to overcome in you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. You will cause us to overcome. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and their attacks. Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing and kundalini spirits, and their attacks. We bind the psychic ability of Kundalini in Jesus' name. We bind all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils, their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing drone spirits, whoredom spirits and their attacks all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks. We bind the Havana Syndrome brain changes, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in Jesus' holy name. We bind forced pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, false microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. We particularly bind mind control 
by the occult in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you can't control our minds. Our minds belong to Jesus Christ and to us. Our God has given us a sound mind, and you have no lot nor part in it in Jesus' name. You have no lot and no part in it in the name of Jesus. You can't stop us from having a sound mind. We're here to tell you it's time for you to leave in Jesus' name. We refuse and reject all confusion. We refuse and reject every lie. We refuse and reject all of your subtlety and all of your cunning, wicked ways. We reject all of your alternatives to the word of God. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We bind all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. Amen. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all sound frequency weapons, 5G, everything coming from outer space, from the satellites, from the cell towers, everything they're beaming toward us, everything they're spraying in the airways. We bind the prince of the power of the air in Jesus' name, thing coming through our devices. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will remain bound for all eternity. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, Jamaican. Chinese. Russian, the Baltic, we bind the witchcraft in the capital of every nation on the earth in Jesus' name. We bind worldwide global cabals in Jesus' name. We bind every coven of witches, warlocks, sorcerers, diviners, and false religions and cults in the name of Jesus. We bind the occultism of indigenous groups and tribal groups in Jesus' name. We bind the witchcraft and occultism of the elites in Jesus' name. All masonry in the name of Jesus Christ. All Freemasonry. We pull down all false shields in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name to melt them in the fire of God in Jesus' name. Yes, O oh Lord. 
We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. Amen. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. And we bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, witchcraft, dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of Infected persons and injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution. Counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiring of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over COVID and all of its symptoms. We bind him in the name of Jesus, and we return it from whence it came in Jesus' holy name. We send it right back, all of the symptoms right now. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, every COVID symptom. We command you to come up and out of the body in the name of Jesus Christ, bound and go back where you came from in Jesus' holy name. You cannot stay in any vessel in this ministry in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor. We thank you that healing is ours and no plague shall come nigh our dwelling in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work. Hallelujah. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, sending demons to us to work against us, all snares and lures sent to us. We send them back in Jesus' name. Sending demons to us to work against us and all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, Returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website in the name of Jesus. 
We take authority, dominion, and power over the work of the demons against our prayers in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you release your warring angels wherever they are needed, in the skies, in, in the bush, or in the deep. To harness, to bind, and to attack these demons that attack the website in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your attack. Amen. We return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, all black magic, all jujus, all hexes, all Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft, no matter which tribe, all Chaldean witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, which come to steal our energy in Jesus' name. We bind all voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending, the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La-La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, all of his tactics. We break his death roll in the name of Jesus Christ. We send him into the spiritual cage in Jesus' holy name to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative, jealous, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal. Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, on all false deities, Rokata, we bind the angel in the whirlwind in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind Kali, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72 in the name of Jesus. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, send you into the spiritual case and to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources in Jesus' holy name. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, vow, ceremony, pledge, Initiation. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, 
and Freemasonry and all of that with the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. Yes, we do. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the wicked Masonic works in our communities. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, just as they had in Nimrod's day, they had agreement so that there was nothing they could not do. But, Lord, you came and divided their agreements in the name of Jesus. We ask you to so do with the Masonic agreements that allow wickedness to take place in the earth. We thank you and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, there are many uh, um, other news outlets that bring forth truth that the mainstream media denies, ignores, and refuses to report because they are controlled and bought out. And, Father, they've been attacking the finances of these non-mainstream media outlets. They've been freezing their bank accounts, just like they did when the truckers decided to go on strike, you know. They decided that the money that was given to the truckers to survive, to do what they needed to do because they were protesting the COVID uh, injections, they decided they would freeze their money and keep them from getting it. Well, Lord, they're doing that to the, to the media outlets, Lord, the ones that have gotten the truth out, the ones that have told us what's really happening. They're going into the bank and going into um, their what could be called GoFundMe account, and they're freezing their money and not giving it to them. But Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are God and God alone. And we appeal to the righteous judge in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to release your judgments, Lord Jesus. Release your judgments and release their monies in Jesus' holy name. They're trying to close every mouth, Lord, that will tell the truth, every mouth that will tell the truth and tell that that is not readily known. Lord, we've asked for your truth to come forth because we need your truth. We ask you to uncover things that are being done. But they're trying to close the mouths of those that would speak. These people are not rich. They have other jobs to supplement their home life while they work diligently to bring the truth forward. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, because you are truth, to release your judgment against the enemies of truth in Jesus' name. Just as with the pandemic, or plandemic, which it actually was, they silenced the medical community that were questioning what they were doing. They silenced those that had a voice of opposition, 
They silenced those that had questions that would challenge them. Father, on behalf of all who speak truth, we ask you to challenge the enemy in Jesus' name. Sowing and reaping is still here. Let the opposition reap what they have sown. The evil weapons that they have formed against us, let them turn against them in Jesus' name. They don't want free speech because we'll preach the gospel and we'll tell the truth. We'll tell about their evil and underhanded ways. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them be trapped by their own devices in Jesus' name. What they have planned to destroy others, let it destroy them. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control, in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of all those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the rituals of every secret society in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We, we operate that power now in Jesus' name. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear. Hearts to believe and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief, whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in Jesus' name. We bind them and command them to leave us now in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians, especially persecuted Christians, Father, and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, Father, you will revive us, and you will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and cover our mode of transportation, the road, airways, or waterways in which we travel with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences in our travel pathway in Jesus' name. And we thank you that your angels watch over us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over any and all demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, any dreams, daydreams in Jesus' name, or anyone trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. And, Father, we ask you to clear out parts of our memories that have old thoughts that are no longer productive and are not a blessing to us in Jesus' name, just old junk that we don't need. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. So when we go into warfare, those things won't keep popping up interfering in Jesus' name. We pull out every sharp pain in the name of Jesus. We pull out every voodoo pen and send it back. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft. Anything sent from the enemy's camp, we return it now. No matter where it has affected our bodies, we pull it out now in the name of Jesus with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. We pull it out now in Jesus' name. Pull those voodoo pins out, please, in Jesus' name. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and voodoo dolls made of people in this ministry. All voodoo dolls, we ask you to burn them up, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. All ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, Leagues and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy, we tear down walls of protection, shields of protection, 
around our shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, pagans, and liars. In the name of Jesus Christ, we break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, and curse, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death spirits, fetishes, voodoo, magic, sorcery, mind control, sickness, pain, and torment, all psychic powers, incense and candle burning, root work, crystals, hoodoo, chains, chantings, root work, tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus. We send you back. Wherever you came from, you're going back right now in the name of Jesus. Never to return, never to return. We slam that portal closed on you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the angels assisting as we pray in Jesus' name. We send back spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery in the name of Jesus. Spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, fear, hate, and hate. We thank you, Lord, for breaking every yoke in our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for leading us into true repentance. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for these prayers, Father, in the name of Jesus. And while we release, our release, the wisdom of God on the people of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me get some water here. Praise the Lord. Father, those of us that have been attacked by influenza symptoms, cold symptoms, allergy symptoms. We send all that back to the devil. Jesus took it for us on the cross. We're not taking it in Jesus' name. We send it right back where it came from in the name of Jesus. Every ache, every pain, every uh, sciatic pain, every muscle strain, we send it back. Jesus already took that for us. We won't take it. All swellings in our bodies, We bind it in the name of Jesus. We send it back where it came from. Jesus didn't give that to us as a gift. He gave us some divine help, and we receive it, and we possess it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all these anal penetration attacks by demons in Jesus' name. We break their powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We reverse it in the name of Jesus Christ. We reverse it in the name of Jesus Christ. Those water demons that have been attacking members of this ministry and their anal parts, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We make you grow small, grow small, grow small, grow small, grow small. We shrink you in the name of Jesus Christ. We shrink you 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We shrink you in the name, in name of Jesus Christ, and we turn you out. We kick you out, and we send your evil with you in Jesus' name. Go back where you came from. Go back where you came from. Return to sender in Jesus' name. Our vowels belong to Jesus. Sulfur, go back in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, those from places that we have worked previously that are sending attacks against us, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We sever forevermore their connection with us in Jesus' name. We pull out the connection in the name of Jesus. We send it back. We throw it back in the name of Jesus Christ. And we forbid any further connections in Jesus' name. We send every dream back in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, any dream that you send us, we thank you for your interpretation, and we receive it in Jesus' name. We disconnect from the source in the name of Jesus Christ. We forever disconnect from the source in the name of Jesus Christ. And all the witchcraft that's being sent against us from those individuals, it goes back. From those entities, it goes back. From those spirits, it goes back in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. <laughs> All crazy driving by the Chaldeans. Reverse in Jesus' name. Reckless driving. We break your grip and hold. 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 We break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you alert the right authorities so that your word will go forth. And so that law will take over. Rike sila la dea. Rike de la brocha la dea suda roco regesate. Rike de la brocha la dea sunda de breca de dioso. Spinning cars around in the middle of the street. Rakaku rakia sanda de la brocha la dea. Rike de la brocha la dea sunda de breca de diosola. Rana la dea sunda de breca de diosola de yosunda de bre. Runge de la brocha la dea sunda de breca de rogore de diosola la. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Woo. You know, that's the end of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our featured proverb for this evening 
is Proverbs 17. Thank you, Lord. Our featured proverb is Proverbs 17, and our verse for meditation comes from Genesis chapter 40, verse 1 through 8. Genesis chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. Our featured ebook is Saints' Last Battleground. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. So, saints, tonight, the message has this interesting title. And the title is, Are You Ready to Fight? Are you? Are you ready to fight? The Lord is our helper, and we will not fear what man shall do unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. So if you'll join me in Luke chapter 12, we may begin tonight's study. Amen. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Now, Lord, all of those disturbing uh, female problems related to menstruation. We bind the water spirits and we we submerge them in the fire of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 4. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 4. And I say unto you, my friends, Jesus speaking, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So those of you who joined late, that was Luke chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. There are saints who refuse to share some of what they have learned from the scriptures with their own family. Did you know that? You say, why, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you. Some of them believe that if they talk about Satan or spiritual warfare, it might scare people. It might offend somebody. Somebody might not like it. So they keep their mouth shut. You know I don't want any opposition. I don't want to rock the boat. Before Christ returns, though, he is going to purge. That's right. He's going to purge his body. He is. That's right. He's going to purge. That means he's removing certain elements. 
Is he really going to do that, Pastor? Yes, he's really going to do it. He promises that he's going to do it. So if Jesus has decided to do it, we should know for sure that it's going to get done. That's right. He's going to cleanse it and rid it of impurities, foreign matter, and undesirable elements. He's going to cleanse it of some sin and some other things that are in the way. He's going to cleanse. Oh, yeah. He's going to cleanse. You know, I can remember a time when out in the country, people used to take baths in foot tubs. Well, they weren't exactly foot tubs. They're larger than that. Big ten round toes. And after little boys had been out fishing and playing in the pond and playing in the woods all day long, they had a, a, a an odor, shall we say. It wasn't so pleasant. You didn't want it on the back porch or in the house either. So they ended up having to take their bath tub in the backyard. Why? Because who would stand that smell in the house? So. What's God going to do? Well, wash tubs. Thank you. So what? what's God going to do? God's going to purge some stuff from his church and his people, stuff that just doesn't belong. Let's put it that way. He is going to purge his body of all the dead works that we've been locked into out of fear. Really? Mm-hmm. God does not want us to be afraid to pray or to witness out of the fear that we may say the wrong thing. I'm sure none of you understand what that's about, but maybe there is someone. God does not want us to be afraid to pray or witness out of the fear that we may say the wrong thing. That just ought not to be. Be aware of this. You hold words of life in your mouth and are afraid to deliver them. Real, that's right. You've got the right scripture, the right word, the Holy Spirit is prompting you but you stand there and go into a freeze. It's time for you to open your mouth and say something, and you become just as fearful and passive as you have ever been. Uh-huh. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Uh-huh. Saints, you hold words of life in your mouth. And you are afraid to deliver them. You're afraid to open your mouth and let anything come out. That's not going to work. You have to do what the Holy Spirit prompts you to do. Well, how how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit? Or how do I know if it's just me? Or how do I know? Well, you know, if you spend enough time with God, if you actually get some work done in your prayer closet, You become more certain of him. 
you have more confidence in him. You know he put that word in you. Well, what if they don't like it? What if it's just it's what God wants them to hear? What if? What if it's the word to get their minds to thinking the right way about God? What if? What if it's the word they need to hear? What if it's a word of confirmation? What if it's a word of encouragement? What if it's the word they need to hear? What if? What if you hold back and you have to answer for it when you see Jesus face to face? What if? What if it's the word they'll stop them from committing suicide? What if? You have words of life, words of hope, words of encouragement, words that can bind a demon spirit in your mouth. You're going to be held accountable for that. Amen, it's real. It's the truth. So, you're going to stand there and be afraid to deliver them when the Holy Spirit keeps keeps prompting you to do it. You're going you're going to disobey the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Well, I think you need to think about that. Some of you have been in situations when persons insulted your true character and you were too passive and too afraid to offer a rebuttal. You you just sat there like you were in a daze. So now, who gets to see the Jesus in you then? You said absolutely positively nothing. Not as a choice. No, it wasn't because you decided, I'll come back to this another day with this person. No, that wasn't it. But instead, it was out of fear. Jesus was there. He saw it. There are whole congregations who are terrified to lift up their hands to the Lord or members of this ministry who are afraid to place a prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Uh-huh. I know you thought nobody knew about that, but you were mistaken. Yes, there are members of this ministry who are afraid to place a prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. One saint received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He began to speak in other tongues. Then all of a sudden, he stopped. Hmm. When asked, why did you stop after you started to speak? He said, when I started speaking, it sounded like I myself was speaking, and I got to thinking that it was me and not God, and I became afraid. Saints, you do not have to be afraid. God, your Father, 
will not give you something that isn't of him. So, through 11, you're already there. Luke chapter 11, starting with verse 11. Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give for a give? Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If then, being evil, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? He's saying, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much greater is his gift to his children? If you can give a good gift, he can give a splendid gift. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. This covers more than your prayer language thing. You might want to meditate on this scripture for a while. Uh-huh. See, look. This covers more than your prayer language, saints. If your heavenly Father did in truth provide whatever the need was, you have no need to fear. You have no need to fear. If your heavenly Father did in truth provide whatever the need was, you have no need to fear. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go to James, James chapter 1. Everybody knows where James is. James chapter 1, and we're going to verse 17. James chapter 1, and we're going to verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So your heavenly Father gives good and perfect gifts. Amen. That's right. Good gifts, perfect gifts. He knows how to give them. Trust him to do that. Amen. Trust him to do that. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Amen. Romans chapter 12, 
Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Really? That's right. God commands us to be zealous in earnest endeavor. Mm-hmm. We are to be all glowing and fervent in God's spirit to serve the Lord. So then, why do you fear when God gives you word? You know that good gift that has no sorrow with it? When God gives you words to encourage one of his suffering ones, why do you cringe in fear when he tells you to walk over to that lady at that table and say a certain thing? That lady doesn't know me. Well, he knows her. And if you release his word, he'll know that you know him. She'll know that you know him. But 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 what? How about but obedience? Prompt obedience. God loveth a cheerful giver. Ah. Oh. He's given you the ability to hear what he wants to say to someone to encourage their heart, but you're too chicken to do it. You're too chicken. Too chicken to be used of God. Mm. I don't think you ought to do it that way. I think you ought to find enough humility to put self on the shelf and do what Jesus is saying to do. Amen? There's a time to put self on the shelf. Amen? There's a time to put self on the shelf. That was James 1.17. There's a time to put self on the shelf. No, you're not too busy working in the garden or working in the yard to stop for a couple of minutes and speak to that person. But I'm all sweaty. God didn't ask you about your sweat. He sent you over there to speak to somebody. But you're mopping the kitchen floor. Well, what's that got to do with anything? The floor will still need to be mopped later. It's going to get dirty again anyway. God's sending you down the street to go talk to somebody. But I don't know them that well. God didn't ask you to know them well. He asked you to go do what he's telling you to do. You see, people pass from life to death every single day. And we never know which day is going to be someone's turn. We need to get off of ourselves, come out of the flesh, walk in the spirit, obey God. Oh, I'm too tired. No, you're too undisciplined and disobedient. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, miracle. You say to the Lord, Lord, I am not one of those who is bound by fear. Hmm. I'm fine. You are? Then let me ask you, how many souls have you won to Christ during the last eight months? How many souls have you won to Christ in the last eight months? Hmm, okay. In the last six months? Mm-hmm. In the last three months? How often have you used your gift to proclaim God's word to the lost? Even in your own family circle? How often have you invited someone to listen to these broadcasts? What kind of excuse are you going to present to the master? Jesus has ordained that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, that covers your entire neighborhood, everybody you know, everybody you went to school with, everybody you've ever worked with and people you have never met yet. That covers everybody. There's a lot of people whose souls need to be won. They need to be led to the Lord. And the Lord says we're not supposed to be slothful in business. We're supposed to be fervent in spirit serving the Lord. That's right. We're supposed to have some get up and get to it with us. Amen. It's just the truth. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, saints. Yet Satan is keeping many of you so bound by fear that you can't even witness to your neighbor or coworker at your job, not to mention old classmates. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the strongest satanic deceptions in the body of Christ today is that Satan's demons operate only outside the body. That when it comes to Christians, these demons have no real power. Meanwhile, the demon spirit of fear is keeping a majority of God's people tied up in fruitless bondage deceived into thinking that it's all right to sit back and wait for heaven, when in reality they are headed for outer darkness. Maybe I'll say that again. Meanwhile, the demon spirit of fear is keeping a majority of God's people 
tied up in fruitless bondage, deceived into thinking that it's all right to sit back and wait for heaven, when in reality they are headed for outer darkness. There are literally thousands of different fears that bind the saints today. Every day we face fear of cats, fear of trees, spiders, airplanes, fear of being alone, fear of being rejected, fear of being around people, fear of intimacy, fear of relationships, fear of responsibility, fear of commitment. Fear of poverty, fear of success, fear of losing what you have, fear of the opinion of others, or impending, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But the one deception that Satan has succeeded in pulling off in the minds of all those who fear, is that failure to overcome your little fear. Failure to overcome your little fear is no big deal because it affects you and you alone. Well, saints, I have news for you. No fear that you hang on to or fail to get victory over, ever affects only you alone. No fear that you hang on to or fail to get victory over ever affects only you alone. We are all one in the spirit, Miracle, and any fear which hinders you ultimately has a devastating effect on the whole body of Christ in the spirit world. Really? Yes, I'll say that again. No fear that you hang on to or fail to get victory over ever affects only you alone. We are all one in the spirit, Miracle, and any fear which hinders you ultimately has a devastating effect on the whole body of Christ in the spirit world. Well, how can that be? Okay, I can tell you. I can tell when those there are those of you that are having a hard time pressing in during the fast. Why? Because I start having a hard time. And I've been fasting for how long? Too long to talk about. And I start feeling it. I can feel your difficulty. I can feel your forgetfulness. I can feel your lapses. Aha. Uh-huh. So you thought you had that to yourself. Well, guess what? Not so. I can wake up at 2 in the morning and feel some of the problems some of you are going through. Amen? And it's real. So those of you that want to sit back and not write me about your issues, you want to sit, 
sit there and hold on them to yourself. Uh, you haven't exactly done that very well. Amen. Those of you who have these weaknesses in your body, you need more rest so you can you can be restored and refreshed. I can tell when you haven't been restored and refreshed. Amen. I'm your pastor, and I'm connected to you in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. You get fearful, I go, okay, Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. This is why God has always refused to allow the fearful to remain in his army. In essence, he told them, go home. We don't want you here. We don't need your fear. When we go to war, you'll only contaminate others. Really? Yes, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. That's right. Deuteronomy. I can tell when you all are getting sluggish. Uh-huh. Feel when you all are too distracted and you're not really paying attention to the Lord. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. And the officers shall speak further unto the people. And they shall say, what man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his. Amen. Let's go to Judges, chapter 7, verse 3. Judges, chapter 7. Verse 3. Amen. Judges, chapter 7, verse 3. Now, therefore, go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people... 22,000, and there remain 10,000. In God's army today, it doesn't matter what your fear is. The truth is that all fear comes forth from a demon spirit of fear who has gained a foothold in your mind and is an arch enemy of our God. If this spirit of fear is allowed to return and retain its foothold, sooner or later, it will give rise up to hinder. Yes, it will. It'll seem like it came out of nowhere. It'll rise up to hinder you, to block you, and to prevent Christ's life from flowing.
That's serious. When you least expect it, it'll come forth like a summer storm. All of a sudden, it's just there. And it will rise up and hinder you. It will block you. And it will prevent Christ's life from flowing through you when you need it the most. Are you ready to do something about it? That's what God wants to know. Are you ready to do something about it? Are you ready to fight? Only you will know. Amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord. I have a praise report. Let's hear it. All right. I've been asking God to do something for me so I could get finished with it and go on with other things he has for me to do. And so I, I, went, I went to the bank one day last week, and I went to the grocery store after that, and as I left, I was pulling up next to a, a truck that was at the red light. We were going to get on the interstate. And I read the business. And so I motioned to the driver to roll the window down, and he did. And I said, hey, do you know the people that do what I needed done? And so he jumped out of the truck, and he ran around, and he gave me the business card and jumped back in the truck, just in time for the light to change and for us to take off. And so <laughs> when I got back, I, I called I called, and they said, well, we'll send somebody out today to check it out. And the somebody showed up. And I talked to him about the tattoos on his leg. And I told him God didn't like them too tough. We had a nice little chit-chat. But I, I, I told him he could repent. He could tell God he was sorry because at the time he didn't know they were bad. He seemed pleased with that. And... The next day, the very next day, they came and fixed. It's fixed and it's done. And not only that, it's paid for. How about that? (laughs) Praise you, Lord. That's awesome. And so if anybody says, does your pastor pick up men at the red light? Then say, well, it depends on what truck they're driving. How about that? I can't read them over. Thank you, Lord, for joy. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Jesus. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. James and Lena, they say, thank you, Father, for making a way of escape from the burning fire in the camper that we were living in, in Jesus' mighty name. Your promises are more faithful and true than I have ever imagined. The power of your word is life-giving, and now I clearly see through the smoke screen that 
they are worth believing and that they are strong enough to stand on and that they are becoming my profession in in trying circumstances. Thank you that your word is my strength and is becoming more tangible and real and everything to see these with my physical eyes. Lord Jesus, we just praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord, that you helped them. They were in their camper at night, and they woke up, and the camper was on fire. And the Lord helped them get out of there. He just, he, I heard from James, he says, like the Lord just had us out of there in just a second. Praise you, Lord, that you were there to help them. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you for that, Lord Jesus. That's right. Noel. That wasn't a little fire. The whole thing went up in flames. It wasn't some little tiny fire. No, it consumed the whole thing. They lost it all. And God spared their lives. Isn't God wonderful? It is. It is just wonderful. And today I got a text from Lena, and she told me that she found her Bible in the midst of all that, and it was not burned. Praise you, Lord, for that. Just praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Marcelina has a praise report. I thank you, Lord, for helping me find an insurance premium that's reasonable in which will lower my mortgage payment approximately $200. Praise you, Lord, for that. Now, Laura Ann has a praise report. We had received a voucher in September of 2021 to replace our refrigerator. Several things happened, and we never chose a replacement. The voucher expired. Well, glory to the Most High, Lord Jesus, after a few phone calls. The voucher is now reissued, and we're able to receive a brand-new refrigerator. Thank you, Jesus. Tim has a praise report. My niece is going home from the hospital. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Noel has a praise report. Within a few minutes of putting in a prayer request to uncover where our mailbox keys were hiding, Kevin found his. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Joanne says, a praise report. So far, Lee's eye surgery has been a success. Praise you for that, Lord Jesus. And Deborah L. has a praise report. My boss said I would get a raise starting in August. I also would be on salary, which is much better because I don't log in all hours and put in because I live on the property. Also, the Lord has blessed me with good people to rent and praise you, Lord, for everything. We just praise you for that. Now, Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings of the fast and your deliverance. I received deliverance from some issues yesterday during the service. Last night, the Lord confirmed another matter and gave me deliverance in that issue as well. I bless your holy name. And he answered me in a prayer regarding allergies and allergic reactions during the warfare prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Noel has a praise report. God led us to the right families for the three puppies we needed to sell. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for the process he proved so faithful, waiting on him, seeking him, endeavoring to do what is right in him. 
praise you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done. Praise you, Lord. And she goes on to say, praise my husband and son. Unanimously agreed we could no longer keep our dogs, Eva and Theodore. They were very stressing and burdening with us. And we they prayed, and they have got the dog rehomed now. And it worked out real good. They sent them to a nice place that will rehome them. And we praise you for that, Lord. Denise has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for using Pastor Sabrina to pray warfare to deliver us from some of the things I wrote about just the day before on Saturday. God is so good. Praise you, Lord. Joanne has a praise report. My dogs calmed down. I played Sunday sermon, the Bible blood songs, and behaved, and the workers got their work done quickly. Trish has a praise report. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, MICs. Thanks for the agreement. My husband had a promotional interview, but he didn't get it because our gracious Heavenly Father had other plans for him. Instead, he interviewed for a job in our home city and was hired. Paying for two households is a very heavy burden, but thank you, Lord, how you worked it out. And Noel has a praise report two years ago. Pastor told us we'd be moving to a home getting to our new home. A lot has happened since then. We, recently, we applied for a mortgage. The first condo uh, was built with a synagogue, and the owners worshiped rabbits. And there was no direct sunlight in there. Wow. The second place God reserved was owned. The second place was owned by witches, we actually walked in, and the seller was doing an incense ritual. The third place was it, this is just unbelievable. The third place we thought we'd buy was owned by a woman who claimed to live according to the Old Testament, but she did not correctly remediate a mold issue, and she admitted she was using psychic pro- projections. Peace would not rest on the home. Well, praise you, Lord. He is teaching us in real time. He knows what's going on. He will provide the place when it's time. We praise you for that, Lord. And she goes on to say, on Monday, I went to terminate an upcoming lease renewal, and I was told that we were late and there'd be a $3,000 penalty unless the manager agreed to waive it. Kevin and I publicly repented of our carelessness and asked God for mercy. Kevin went later to apologize to the manager and explain the error, and she had already um, did away with the fee. Praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Noel says, thank you, Lord, for softening my father-in-law's heart. He tells Kevin that he loves him and our family so often now. Thank you, Lord, for that. You're breaking through. You're breaking through that hard heart. Thank you, Lord, for that. We give you praise and glory and honor. These are wonderful praise reports. Now, saints, a couple days ago I was training a a young man at work, and the Lord told me to tell him something. And then he just called me back excited. 
today. He said, you know, two other people told me the same thing, and he's repented. Praise you, Lord, for that. Don't be scared to speak. When the Lord tells you to do something, do it. You'll be shocked what he's going to do with it. And we give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for sparing James and Lena. We thank you, Lord, that you are protecting them, and we give you all the praise, Lord Jesus. Now, back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Pastor, did you hear me? Yes, I heard you. I was busy pressing the wrong button. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, those are some wonderful praise reports. I mean, absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad that um, J.D. and Lena are alive that I just don't know what to do. Amen. And I hope you feel the same way. Amen. I'm so happy that they got out alive and well. In one piece, they're not falling apart at the seams. They're growing in grace. Amen. Praise God. So, Saints, you can make it. You can make it through. You, I know some of you said, well, if that had happened to me, I don't know what I'd do. Yes, you do. You're going to trust God. That's all you know to do. Amen? Amen. So, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning after CPR. And other life-saving efforts inside a basement entrance to the U.S. Capitol fail. January 6th protester Roseanne M. Boylan was moved up one level to the crypt, where D.C. Fire and EMS Department paramedics continued resuscitation efforts for another 40 minutes. A new security video shows previously unreleased Capitol Police closed-circuit television footage obtained by the news media adds crucial new details to the tragic story of Miss Boylan, 34, of Kennesaw, Georgia, who died after collapsing outside the Lower West Terrace Tunnel on January 6, 2021. Security video deflates claims made in the initial, initial Capitol Police report that Ms. Boylan simply collapsed in the Capitol Rotunda at 5 p.m. on January 6, 2021, and that the officer who observed her wandering around the Rotunda immediately began cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Nothing that the Metropolitan Police Department relayed to Ms. Boylan's family from January 7th report turned out to be true except that she was dead. You heard it. We've talked about this and prayed about this before. So now the truth is starting to come forth. The only thing they told the truth about was the lady was dead. As the security video conclusively shows, Miss Boylan did not collapse in the rotunda, and paramedics didn't find her there receiving CPR from two unidentified Capitol Police officers. 
Ms. Boylan's mother, Cheryl Boylan, thought something seemed off about that report. At 4.23 a.m. on January 7th, she sent an email to the MPD detective and challenged the contention that her daughter collapsed in the rotunda. I was shocked and angry that the police would lie about Roseanne's death on their report to other police officers, Mrs. Boylan said. The new video only deepens the stark contrast between the indifference shown to a pulseless Ms. Boylan by police outside the tunnel and the unflinching trauma care she received from medics, police officers, and paramedics once she was brought inside the Capitol. The video also underscores the desperate attempts to save Ms. Boylan's life by a group of fellow protesters who repeatedly begged police for medical help and began CPR themselves when no officers stepped forward. However, it does nothing to explain why Metropolitan Police Department officers Lila Morris beat the unconscious Miss Boylan with a walking stick while she lay supine and defenseless on the sidewalk. Once again, we are very appreciative of these people trying to save her, but come to the same conclusion as before, Brett Boylan, Miss Boylan's father said. She got the attention way too late. Mr. Boylan said in the initial wake of January 6, 2021, the family was unsure if his daughter got any medical care after she had collapsed. The new closed-circuit TV video helped to answer the question. We are relieved to see they were actually trying to save her, Mr. Boylan said. Before seeing any of these videos, we just didn't know they did anything or maybe just shoved her over in some corner and ignored her. This video is more comfort to that initial uncertainty we had and helped answer the original question of what did they do after they dragged her inside. Ms. Boylan traveled to Washington to attend President Donald Trump's January 6th speech at the Ellipse. She traveled with a friend, Justin Winchell, 44, of Marietta, Georgia. She was the last of four Trump supporters to die at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Ms. Boylan wandered into the Lower West Terrace Tunnel at the Capitol at 4.18 p.m. that day. At that time, the crowd in the tunnel wasn't violent. Although serious fighting had occurred earlier at 4.20 p.m., police released gas into the tunnel, setting off a stampede of protesters toward the tunnel mouth. Ms. Boylan fell to the ground on the north side of the tunnel entrance, where she and dozens of others became trapped under piles of bodies. Mr. Winchell told the Boylan family that Ms. Boylan collapsed after being struck in the chest with a projectile, likely a pepper ball. I felt it because I can't breathe. That's what it felt like, protester Philip Anderson, who stood next to Ms. Boylan in the tunnel said in 2022. So I turn around and run away. I try to get out as fast as I can. If I had stood still, honestly, I felt I was going to die. That's what it felt like. You're not going to be able to get air inside if you don't get out now. Over the past 18 months, the news has assembled eyewitness accounts, police reports, open source video, and police body cam footage as part of its investigation of Ms. Boylan's death. The new Capitol Police CCT 
the video was obtained through access granted by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Previously released body cam video documented the desperate pleas from the crowd for police to stop pushing protesters out of the tunnel. The unfolding tragedy was punctuated by cries of, Save her! Oh God, a woman's down! And there are people attempting to CPR on Miss Boylan. There are people trapped under here. Protesters, including Edward Jake Lane, Tennessee Sheriff's Deputy Ronald Colton McAbee, and podcaster Villain Phoenix, attempted CPR on Miss Boylan after she was pulled away from the tunnel mouth, where she lay unconscious. They collapsed inside that corridor from asphyxiation, the podcaster said in a live stream broadcast on January 6th. She couldn't breathe, and they brought her out into the main steps outside of that. Several police, several people, rather, started doing CPR on her. I tried to get her carotid pulse for several minutes. I cut part of her jeans away so I could try to feel her femoral pulse and I couldn't feel her pulse at all. I tried for a minute or two on both. The densely packed crowd became angry after seeing Miss Morris, Miss Morris emerge on the police front line and hit the lifeless Miss Boylan with a wooden walking stick. Miss Boylan was struck three times body cam video shows. She is laid out maybe dead at this point but they hit her at least two times in the body, Mr. Winchell said in 2021. And then they hit her once in the face, once right here in her nose, and some blood started coming out of her nose. Like, this is not a joke. Like, we were attacked, Mr. Winchell told the Boylan family that Miss Roseanne Boylan was struck by rubber bullets, a fact relayed to the D.C. Office of the Chief Medical Examiner. Body cam footage reviewed by the news shows a police officer firing pepper balls into the tunnel at 4.20 p.m. just as police began an aggressive push toward the tunnel mouth. Pepper balls contain PAVA, a powder-based irritant similar to capsaicum, capsium that forms a small cloud upon impact. Fired by compressed air, the pepper projectiles travel up to 300 feet per second. The pepper cloud can cause skin irritation, serious eye irritation, and serious respiratory irritation, according to one manufacturer's product literature. Exposure may result in copious tears, temporary blindness, burning sensation, and difficulty breathing. Stan Kephart, who has testified in court, more than 350 times as an expert witness on policing issues, criticized the firing of a pepper ball launcher in such an environment. Using a pepper ball in a confined space is criminally negligent since this tactic would likely, likely cause panic in a compacted crowd that had little or no means of escape, he said. This is a basic of crowd control. Always leave an avenue of escape. Second, the short distance in the tunnel makes it more probable than not that the safe distance rule for the use of this less than lethal weapon was violated, making the discharge potentially lethal. 
Third, the dispersion of the pepper ball material was intensified by crowd compaction. He previously said that Ms. Morris's use of force was felonious assault under the color of authority with intent to cause great bodily harm. He said Ms. Morris should be prosecuted in criminal court and fired from the police force. The Metropolitan Police Department designated all uses of force on January 6, 2021 as objectively reasonable, including Ms. Morris's striking of Ms. Boland. Caphart Boylan. Caphart also questioned the use of gas in an enclosed space because of lack of easy egress and the tendency for the gas to displace the oxygen in the air. Numerous protesters who urged police to stop pushing the crowd down the steps and tend to Miss Boylan were shot in the face with pepper spray. Overhead security video shows the initial crowd desperation turned to anger that prompted some protesters to attack the police line. At one point, the large crowd began chanting, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. After a few minutes of CPR attempts, six men carried Ms. Boylan back to the police line and set her in front of officers. Get a medic, Mr. Maccabee shouted as police finally pulled her into the Capitol. Once she was placed at the center of two hallways in the Capitol basement, she received immediate medical attention. The first chest compressions were done just before 4.32 p.m. police body cam video showed. Two U.S. Park police medics took charge of Ms. Boylan's care. Chest compressions continued, and a breathing tube was inserted after seven minutes of rescue breath. PD officer fumbled with an automated external defibrillator requiring a second unit to be brought in. Once the defibrillator pads were applied, the device didn't recommend a shock but directed rescuers to continue chest compressions and rescue breathing. A park police medic reported agonal respiration, no pulse, just prior to 4.40 p.m. Agonal breathing is the medical term for the gasping that people do when they're struggling to breathe because of cardiac arrest or another serious medical emergency. Minutes later, he declared, she's getting cold. At 4.46 p.m., Ms. Boylan was moved to an improvised cart and wheeled up a ramp toward the crypt where paramedics were headed. Rescuers included Paramedic Sergeant Timothy Bennett, Battalion Fire Chief Christopher Holmes, a park police medic, and two unidentified Capitol Police officers. The new security video picks up when Ms. Boylan was moved through the crypt one level above the basement. It doesn't appear that the elevator was used, meaning rescuers carried the cart up the stairs to the crypt level. She was rolled through the crypt past the memorial door. Paramedics with a gurney met the group at the end of a hallway that leads to the house wing door at 4.47 p.m. After placing Ms. Boylan on the stretcher, rescuers headed toward the house wing door but sit her down to the floor. When we got into the Capitol, they had her on some sort of dolly or pull cart, and they were pulling her down the hallway toward us. EMS Captain Ellen Curlin said in a January 6th documentary produced by D.C. Fire and EMS, we worked her for 30 minutes, and she had been down 20 minutes before we were even able to get to her. 
It was 4.50 p.m. Ms. Boylan had been down since 4.22 p.m. Fire department personnel brought in cardiac monitoring equipment. An IV was started. Ms. Boylan was given epinephrine to improve, improve blood flow to her heart. Chest compressions continued for 40 minutes. We moved her into the hallway where we could work on work on her on scene. Firefighter paramedic Sean McGee said in the fire department documentary, a crowd of fire department personnel, police, and FBI tactical officers in full gear gathered around as rescue efforts continued. The closed-circuit TV video shows Ms. Boylan was given epinephrine seven more times according to information released to her family by D.C. Fire and EMS. After the eighth dose, the supply ran out. Ms. Boylan was placed back on the gurney and taken back through the crypt to the law library where the stretcher exited the Capitol at 5.33 p.m. The ambulance didn't reach George Washington University Hospital until 6 p.m. Ms. Boylan was pronounced dead at 6.09 p.m. She'd been dead for a while before the insane. After watching the new closed-circuit TV video, Mr. Boylan said he's left with the same haunting question. What if advanced rescue efforts had been started outside the Capitol when protesters begged for help? Look back to when she was laying outside when Lila Morris picked up that stick, Mr. Boylan said. If she would have started trying to help, maybe something would be different. Or if they would have started some rescue help even before that, when the other protesters was yelling she was down and needed help. So we want to thank the righteous judge for the new information that was concealed before, and we want to thank him for his righteous adjudication. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, having failed to pass gun bans to curtail Americans' purchases Firearms. The Biden administration appears now to be attempting to restrict the supply of guns. Excuse me. With a new note, new zero tolerance policy at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, that has put nearly 2,000 gun sellers out of business in the past two years, according to one lawsuit. Starting in 2021, implemented an aggressive agenda in its inspections of federal firearms licenses in many cases permanently revoking licenses over what defendants say are minor clerical errors. This is an end-around gun ban because you start putting gun dealers out of business, and now all of a sudden it's very difficult for people to purchase firearms. Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America, said, VOA filed a lawsuit on July 11th against the Biden administration in response to the ATF zero tolerance enforcement. The GOA lawsuit is requesting that the courts issue an injunction to end the ATF's zero tolerance policies and declare that the ATF has acted unconstitutionally, arbitrarily, capriciously, and contrary to law in the establishment of and or application of standards for Revocation of federal firearm licenses. According to the ATF, the agency worked 88 FFL licenses, revoked 88 FFL licenses in 2022 compared to five that were revoked in 2021. But a recent GOA court filing states that in addition to revocations, ATF has coerced and intimidated 
intimidated an ever-increasing number of FFLs into voluntarily ceasing operations. The number of FFLs who discontinued business followed a compliance inspection increase increase from 96 to, in 2020 to 789 in 2021, the year that zero tolerance was adopted to 1,037 in 2022, an overall increase of more than 1,000%. The number of the GOA sites corresponds to investigations categorized by the ATF as resolved as discontinued. There is a clear animus in the written policies that the ATF pushes down on its employees that indicate this area of we're now going to attack the Second Amendment chain supply. Since we're unable to convince Congress to pass assault weapons bans, high magazine bans, or just bans in general, John Harris, an attorney representing FFLs in their appeals of ATF licensing actions, According to the self, uh, the news, the self-described newsroom dedicated to covering gun violence, ATF investigators conducted over 7,000 inspections in 2022 compared to more than 13,000 in 2019 before the COVID-19 pan- pandemic curtailed investigations. Even with the even with half the number of pre-pandemic investigations, however, they revoked more licenses in the past fiscal year than any year t- since 2008, the news reported. David Chipman, a Biden nominee for heading the ATF who withdrew his nomination, failed to pass the Senate, said that the trend line is good. I think we have to applaud the agency for holding the industry accountable. The Gun Control Act of 1968 provides the basis for federal gun control, including regulations on interstate trade, firearm serial number markings, requirements, establishment of prohibited persons who are prohibited from buying guns, and licensing and record-keeping requirements for FFLs. The ATF is charged with enforcing this law. One area of paperwork that often gets FFLs into trouble is Form 4473, which provides information on the purchaser and the weapon for the required background checks. According to the GOA complaint, although these firearms transfer records originally included fewer than 30 information items, the DOJ has, by regulation, incrementally and massively increased the data required on modern firearms transaction records to over 100 distinct data points. Although Congress has never enacted any requirement that FFLs gather or maintain this information, ultimately harmless errors in FFL record-keeping are statistically in are statistical inevitability. GOA charge. For example, ATF's published data concerning its compliance inspections in 2020 reflects that it conducted 5,823 and found and reported errors in 43.7% of those inspections. The GCA authorizes the ATF to revoke FFL licenses if record-keeping errors are willful. According to the ATF's website, the GCA does not define willful. The federal courts, however, have held that willful violation of GCA's regulations occurs when the FFL commits the violation with an intentional 
disregard of a known legal duty or with plain indifference to their legal obligation. The courts have also held that a single willful violation of GCA regulations is a sufficient basis for ATF to revoke an FFL's license. In cases he has defended, Mr. Harris said, the ATF is considering even small errors in filing, filling out Form 4473 to be willfulness. When you're writing down a serial number, you may transpose two digits, or you may leave one out, or a six may look like a G, Mr. Harris said. There are all kinds of errors that can happen that are completely innocent and have nothing to do with willfulness. But the ATF has developed this theory, and the courts have allowed it. It says repeated errors and evidence of willfulness, and they're a basis for revocation. The ATF comes in and they say, we gave you a manual years ago that you should have read, so any mistakes you make, no matter how minimal or clerical, they are willful violations, Mr. Pratt said. It's such an unrealistic standard. If it was applied to the ATF, they would be put out of business because they've been shown to make these errors too. One former FFL owner quoted anonymously, said the tone between the gun shops and the ATF inspectors has changed dramatically in recent years. In the past, he said the ATF worked with FFLs that were having problems to get them back into compliance rather than shutting them down. We went from having a great relationship with our inspectors at the ATF to really just being in constant fear, fear of what we see, a political retaliatory move against our business and our industry. He said, uh-huh. According to the ATF, each of the following uh, qualifications, qualifying violations which impact public safety will result in ATF issuing a notice of revocation absent extraordinary circumstances, refusal to allow an ATF inspection, transferring a firearm to a prohibited person, failing to conduct or require a background check, falsifying records, or failing to respond to a trace request. Much of the decision-making process about revoking licenses has been taken away from the inspectors who could make a judgment call about whether or not violations were intentional, according to Stephen Stambouli, an attorney at GOA. The ATF uses a computer system called Spartan, he said, in which ATF inspectors input any data on violations and algorithm decides the FFL's fate. Very few of the violations are intentional, he said, because they don't want to go to jail and they don't want to lose their license, their livelihood, and their ability to put food on the table for their family. I don't know what else to say about zero tolerance except it's wrong and especially wrong in situations like this, and it leads to stupid results, he said. And the ATF is revoking licenses left and right all across the United States. Critics of the Biden administration's zero tolerance policy also charge that it is being applied unevenly, targeting smaller family-owned shops that don't have the money to defend themselves in court. They're not putting the Palmetto State Arms out of business. Here locally, they're not putting the Shark Coast Tacticals out of business for noncompliance, a Florida gun dealer who asked to remain anonymous said, referring to larger firearms dealers. They're putting the small guys out that don't have the resources to fight, the GOI. OA argues in its lawsuit that the Second Amendment does not permit the wholesale elimination of commerce and arms 
or its concentration in a few large and anti-gun multinational corporations such as Walmart that refuse to sell most guns aside from a few shotguns and bolt-action rifles. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge and the interventions of the throne of God in these matters, in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We ask, Father, that since um, sowing and reaping is still available and still active, that those who have sown wickedness reap in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Adjudications from the righteous judge concerning one worker recently sounded the alarm about a problem in their school's lunchroom. The person who claimed to be a night custodian shared a photo of what they found in the trash during their shift, a large garbage garbage can piled with individual milk cartons. About half of this 50-gallon trash can is full of perfectly good cartons of milk, they said, adding in a comment that the milk was still ice cold. Expiration date is in two weeks. Schools waste a lot of food. The problem is sadly common. Another worker who said she was a lunch lady at a junior high high school shared her frustrating battle with her administration. The school I work for flat out refuses to give me a daily lunch count so I can try to minimize food waste, she said in her comment. Instead, the administration tells me, don't worry, we budget for throwing out food. The cafeteria worker said that she has done her best to track trends on her own. However, without an accurate count from the administration, she has to cook extra. There are times I am left left with 30-plus extra servings, she said. As a former child who went hungry, this hurts, one commentator replied. One of the teachers are probably going hungry these days, and they have to just sit back and watch their school throw away tons of food. Some schools have taken steps to misuse of food. One Utah elementary school that composts its food waste to make biofuel and fertilizer successfully diverts an average of 2,500 pounds of food waste from landfills each month while teaching children about more sustainable eating habits. One Ohio school district that minimizes food waste through education about the issue was able to divert 100 tons of food, at least five school buses worth of waste from the landfill while saving $22,000 in the 2018-19 school year. The World Wildlife Fund also conducted a study on ways to minimize the amount of milk students throw out by using a milk dispenser instead of individual cartons. Unfortunately, all of these solutions rely on a cooperative administration. Without that, staff may have to sneak around to make any difference at all. If a kid is negative, like $2, but wants seconds from the surplus of food, you better believe I tell them to just take it, said the lunch lady. If my boss saw me do it, I would get fired immediately. But but I'll happily get fired knowing I didn't deprive a hungry kid from food that's going to waste. One of my coworkers has pet pigs. We smuggle out all of the leftovers for her and trash bags to feed them. Father, we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Dozens of armed IRS agents recently raided a Florida business with witnesses telling a local news outlet 
that they were stunned by the show of force by the tax agency. At least 25 to 30 IRS agents in tactical gear executed a search warrant at a business in Stewart, Florida last week, according to Fox 29. It was like a scene from a movie. An unnamed witness told the outlet they had the big gear, tactical gear, because they probably didn't know what they were walking into. An IRS spokesperson confirmed in an email statement that the agents were from the IRS Criminal Investigations Unit, a division whose agents investigate crimes like fraud and tax evasion. The agents who are authorized to carry guns as their work can be dangerous. We're at the location on official business, the spokesperson said. The unnamed witness told Fox 29 that it appears that the agents were removing evidence from the business in bags and boxes. While details remain scant on the raid, the show of force by IRS agents was noteworthy as it recalled Republican criticism of a funding boost to the agency amid concerns that it would be used to hire more tax enforcers who would target ordinary Americans. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and other Biden administration officials have insisted that the $80 billion funding boost would not be used to increase audits on Americans making less than $400,000 per year. Some have questioned why IRS agents would need to carry firearms at all. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, for example, on August segment on his show by expressing concern that the government is treating the IRS as a military agency and is stockpiling ammunition. Dubbed gun toters, the armed special agents in the IRS unit are responsible for enforcing those parts of the tax code whose violations amount to crimes, former IRS special agent Robert Norlander said in a wide-ranging interview in February. When crimes are committed, the IRS are the ones that actually enforce the law, Norlander said. There are now about 2,100 agents in the Criminal Investigations Division. Carissa Cutrell, a public affairs officer at IRSCI, said in recent uh, email statement at the at as the only agency with the authority to investigate tax crimes and the only agency that spends 100% of its time investigating financial crimes, IRS criminal investigation, ensures its limited resources are allocated to the most aggregarious financial crime cases, she explained. Their mission includes not only investigating criminals for crimes they've committed, but also deterring potential criminals from committing future crimes, she added. In the mid-1900s, the unit had about 3,500 special agents, and she said they lose between 150 and 100 75 agents each year due to retirement and attrition. She said the unit plans to hire 350 agents this fiscal year for a net gain between 150 and 175. Those numbers are roughly in line with the estimates put forward by the IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel during an April 27th hearing of the White of the House Ways and Means Committee. He said at the time that the IRS Criminal Investigation Unit plans to hire additional staff who are authorized to carry guns. Our division, Criminal Investigations Division, they do not conduct audits. What they do is they are investigating acute issues of fraud and tax evasion, and typically they're armed when they're putting themselves in danger. 
uh, the IRS examines potential criminal activity related to tax crimes and makes recommendations for prosecution to the tax division of the Department of Justice. According to a job posting on usajobs.gov, this unit is looking to to fill 360 vacancies for new full-time criminal investigation special agents spread across all 50 states. A job posting on the IRS careers website for criminal investigation special agents say they will be authorized to carry a firearm and must be willing and able to participate in arrests execution of search warrants and other dangerous assignments. As a special agent, you will combine your accounting skills with law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes. Special agents are duly sworn law enforcement officers trained to follow the money, the posting reads. Salaries range from 52921 to 94228 per year. The special agent positions are unique in that they offer special pay incentives not offered with other IRS positions, and on and on and on and on. So I'll let you read that. And they have to be willing uh, to use deadly force. We talked about that before. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. In a recent news story, we are confronted with the unconventional journey of Caleb Bolden, a 27-year-old transgender man who made the audacious decision to put his transition on hold and become pregnant, claiming it was to fulfill his partner. Nam Bolden's dream of having a child. However, as we delve into the details of this situation, it becomes evident that this path raises serious concerns and may not be as commendable as some would like to believe. Caleb's choice to pause his testosterone injections and carry a child despite being a transgender man seems driven solely by his and his partner's personal desires, disregarding the potential health risk involved. Transitioning is a significant and life-altering process, yet Caleb put it on hold to accommodate a situation that could have been addressed through alternative means. Before resorting to the extreme measure of transgender pregnancy, the Boldens explored various fertility options, including a staggering $90,000 fertility treatment. Instead of critically evaluating the practicality and feasibility of these expensive treatments, they settle on the idea of Caleb carrying the child. Such reckless decision-making raises questions about their responsibility toward the child's future well-being. The process of interuterine insemination, while offering higher chances of fertilization, is not without its emotional and physical toll. Caleb faced a tumultuous emotional journey battling the difficulties of transitioning while grappling with the reality of being pregnant. This emotional turbulence could have long-term effects on his well-being and the well-being of the child. The mixed opinions Caleb encountered from friends, family, and colleagues raised concerns about how society perceives such unconventional decisions. While some supported him, others expressed skepticism about a man getting pregnant. The controversial nature of this situation highlights the potential social 
social implications and stigma that such choices may attract. Caleb's pregnancy and delivery were not smooth sailing. During labor, his daughter's heart rate dropped rapidly, leading to an epi... Never mind. Forget that. I don't even want to talk about it. That's just disgusting. I'll let you all finish reading that. (sighs) I'm just... Amen. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Marshall. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Press Amen. There we go. Forgot to press the button. Thank you for your suggestion. Right. <laughs> well, good night, AK, and all the other saints that feel that it's much better to fix your eyes on Jesus than all this other garbage. And there's a lot of garbage going on in the world, Lord. You told us to do that, Lord. You told us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. He said, look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God, there is none else. And that's true. Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. Thank you, Father. He withheld not his own son, but gave him up for us all. And also with him, also freely give us all things. He said, if two of you on earth are good, such anything ask it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. Father, you know, and you, we know that you know perfectly what's going on. Kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. I guess when you heard the rumor about Sodom and Gomorrah back in Genesis, was it chapter 19, you went to check it out to make sure that's really what's going on. Are the people that controlled by demons of lust, which they like to call love, are they all controlled by lust? Father, people have all kinds of lust, lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Some people, Father, need help. So, Father, those who can repent, Please grant them the gift of repentance, especially those that are making decisions impacting children's lives, whether they're bringing them into the world, whether they're providing food for them or clothing or anything else. And those people that have their own agendas, Father God, we ask you to deliver us from every demonic agenda, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth, just like you said. For every battle of the war is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire, like it says in Isaiah 9, 5 and following. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And Jesus is coming to his dad. Heavenly Father says, go get your bride, son. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus, making peace by the blood of your cross. Of the increase of his government and peace. Shalom, nothing missing, lacking, or broken. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Father, you gave Jesus great zeal. When he made a little bunch of cords and he was in the temple, Father God, and now this is the Prince of Peace, who's also the, the, the man of war. When he was in the temple and he saw that the people were, were making money off of God's sacrifices, he drew them out. He threw them out of the temple. He said, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. You don't like when people make things merchandise, whether it's <clears throat> people just trying to make money 
Or any other things, Father God, that are contrary to your perfect plan. So for all these things, including the, the situation the pastors are being read about with <coughs> Boylan's improper handling, thank you that she was given a little CPR and a little bit of help as a paramedic in the past and an ER nurse in the past. I know that, that was a little bit late. And I know that doesn't always save us anyway. Because the Spirit comes from you, Lord. And you're the one who has the power over life and death. And sometimes people make terrible choices, Father God. And just like the Pastor Sabrina said, cut that book, the law of sowing and reaping applies. We ask it to apply to this person who did not treat Miss Borland appropriately, Father God, including the one that was apparently beating her with a stick, Father God. Now, people who made inappropriate decisions, Father God, using what was a pepper spray or something like that in a very enclosed space, Father God. We thank you for the people that are bringing this to light. We thank you, Father God, for all these that have been done in secret are coming to light. Just like you said, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. You're performing your word, and we thank you for doing so. And we give you praise as we come before your throne of grace in time and need because of the blood of the covenant with the big brother Jesus who's ever living to make intercession of each of us. <coughs> we ask for adjudications for each and every one of these things. Those people, Father God, that are doing things contrary to your perfect plan, and you said you will make the you'll you'll beautify the meek with salvation. You you know what to do with those that are puffed up with pride. So we first of all repent, renounce, entertain any spirit of taking anxious thought, every spirit of pride. That's usually what pride is to think we can save our own selves. No, we can't save ourselves. There's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. There's only one name given to us under heaven whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. And you said, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. You'll be sozo. You'll be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. So we take the cup of salvation. We call upon your name. Let's get a study. Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. All the children, Father God. All the children. All those involved. And Father God, those people that are involved with the Capitol Police and that, those people that are controlled by spirits of fear, whether it's because they're controlled by the people that were in charge, supposedly, in D.C., which is what? District of Columbia. It's not really even part of what was, hmm. Well, you know what's going on there, Lord. It's like a whole other nation, Father God. It's not like the Vatican. It has its own, little, its own little kingdom, Father God. And who are they beholding to? And you know who was in charge of those so-called police officers, Father God. We know what the, what the Nazis did with the brown shirts, Father God. Is, is it any different? What they're doing with the uh, these different, different three-letter agencies, Father God. We ask for your help, Father God, in Jesus. And we thank you for those that are bringing these things to light, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We ask for your intervention, adjudication, concerning all those that are trying to do a runaround to, to block the people's availability to take advantage of not just the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. They don't want people to have the right to even speak, let alone to protect themselves, let alone to go hunting and maybe provide food. And if they do provide food, they, they want to taint that too. Father, go, why is that? Why do they try to take the food away from the children, Father? And even in the public schools, people do, people do need physical food when they're in their earthly bodies. And why are the early schools taking... Now, most of us would not want to spend um, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars supporting our local school districts because we don't want them to take away our houses because we're kind of like... Even the people who own their houses outright, they still have to pay their real estate taxes. And why do they pay real estate taxes? 
because of the little glitch that, well, oh, if you don't pay your taxes, they can take away your health. If you don't pay your, well, are they legit? Maybe those are legit. But I don't know about some of the other taxes, Father God. And these agencies, Father God, the IRS agents, Father God, coming against this business in Stewart, Florida, Father God. Why are they coming against the small uh, gun owners, Father God, rather than the big guys, Father God? Why are they leaving Walmart alone, Father God? Because they play nicey-nice with, with, with the big people, Father God. It sounds like it's um, public, public-private partnership, which sounds more like fascism. Or maybe out and out, I don't know. We don't need to throw names out. Father God, you know what's going on. A lot of people have heard of these terms, Father God, like fascism, Father God. When the corporations are working cahoots with the government, Father God, and not to the best interest of the people. We ask for your divine help and intervention, Father God, from all these people that are making absolutely horrific and, and terrible decisions. We ask for your intervention and adjudication, Father God. And you said, that the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Not necessarily a physical sword, maybe the sword of the Spirit. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all the saints. And your word is forever settled in heaven, Father. In Jesus' name. And you said, The wicked have drawn out the sword. They have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, like the small gun owners, Father God, to slay such as be of upright conversation. Maybe like the little lunch lady, just wants to help the people, Father God, and the children that are hungry. Their swords will enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. So we ask, for, like it says in Psalm 37, starting verse 14. Like it says in Psalm 35, beginning in verse 6, let their way be dark and slippery. Those that would fire the little lunch lady because you're trying to feed the hungry children with the food that's going to be thrown out anyway. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid from me their net in the pitch. Without cause they've digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him as unawares. Let his net which he hath hid catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. My soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. So, Father, we know you inhabit the praises of your people. We know that you've already got it all worked out. We know, Father God, your arm's not too short to save. We ask you to reach down, Father God, and rescue all the children, not just the children that are going hungry, not just the, the people that are being bamboozled and forced uh, into uh, perhaps early retirement from the gun shops, those people that are being forced to do things that are contrary to your will. And we thank you, Father God, for reinstating what was the Republic of the United States of America, not the Corporation of the United States of America, which is totally owned and controlled by the global bankers. And we, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that the scheme they have going on right now is going to be exposed. All the different schemes, not just coming against the finances and the currency, because all this is trying to control people against their will. What is controlling people against their will? Isn't that just witchcraft? And you said that's not something that's very pleasing. You said people that practice that are not going to have a very favorable outcome in eternity, Father God. And we ask for your divine help and intervention in each and every one of these situations, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. It says, it says in Job 18, beginning of verse 5, 
that the light of the wicked shall be put out. The spark of his fire shall not shine. The light shall be dark in his tabernacle. His candle shall be put out with him. The steps of his strength shall be straightened, and his own counsel shall cast him down. So, Father God, those people that are going to their lawyers, their counselors, they're coming up with, with phony plans, Father God. These things that are not even passed by Congress, Father God. It used to be three branches of government. The Congress would pass laws. The executive branch would uh, supposedly enforce them if it were appropriate. And then there was the judiciary was supposed to be totally separate. Then we're not supposed to legislate laws, Father God. And the executive branch is not supposed to legislate laws. And the, 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 Father God, we know we're under a, a rather strange situation here, Father God, because we know we're living in the last days, according to your word, Father, in Jesus' name. And we ask for your help, Father. You made that really clear. You said, call upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be delivered. So we take the cup of salvation, we ask you to deliver all the children, all those in harm's way, including those working in the gun shops, those working in, this, in the public schools, Father God. And we thank for the boldness of the, uh, the fellow who worked there at night in, in the one school to say, well, how's this 50-gallon uh, trash can full of cold milk, unused? It's not going to expire in two weeks. Um, the cows had to do some work to produce that milk. The dairy had to produce, had to do some considerable work to get it uh, bottled and up to code and shipped and kept cold and brought to the school. And why are they ignoring your provisions, El Shaddai? El Shaddai, you provide all kinds of wonderful things. Do you provide the land of milk and honey? And you want your children to participate in that land of milk and honey, Father God, including all your children. So, Father, we ask you to rescue all those in harm's way, and we're all in agreement, and we thank you for doing so, and we give you praise and honor and glory from our position seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Satan, you the mind-blinder, you the one that's blinding the minds of those working with the IRS agents to put these things through through some algorithm kind of that has nothing to do with what's really going on. The people that are working through the algorithms from the ATF, Father God, to, to control the, the small gun owner shops in Jesus' name, from the minor little errors, Father God, when they keep increasing the amount of data they have to get. I don't know what they have to get. When's the last time you trimmed your toenails? I mean, Lord, we, we know some of the stuff is totally unrelated, Father God. How much data do they need to know whether somebody can, can be legal to uh, purchase a firearm, Father God? It used to be guaranteed in the Constitution. We used to have a Constitution. Father, we ask you to restore the Constitution in the United States of America, Father God. Even as Pat Holliday said some years ago that, that Trump said, we're back under the Constitution. Father God, I pray that be so. She said that. Trump said that, apparently. I don't remember where she quoted that from. Father God, but, Father, we ask because he knows what's going on. He's not ignorant of Satan's devices in this regard. He may be blinded in some other areas. And those people that have been blinded, those people in authority, Father God, that have been blackmailed and blinded, Father God, we ask you to rescue those in the Congress. There's a few people that actually do stand for the truth, Father. There's a few people that are willing, whatever party they're in, it doesn't really make any difference, to actually stand up for what you, what the truth is. And what, what did, um, cut up with that, Pilate say to Jesus when Jesus said he came to testify of the truth. He said, what is truth? Father, some of these people in authority, they have no clue what your truth is. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's a lot of people don't know about 
your way, your truth, and your life because they grew up in a totally, not just secular society, but a, a mind-controlled society where they were brainwashed from public school and university and every area of life. They had been brainwashed, Father God, by parents that didn't know either, Father God. And how can the children know? So I ask you to teach the children. Send your angels to read the Word of God over all of them, Father God. Those that can repent, grant them the gifts, Father God, of repentance, the acknowledge the truth, that recover themselves from the snare of the devil. And those that cannot, you know, to deal with them, Father, is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. In Jesus' name, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy are bound. Every spirit of Zeus is bound, including those railing against the American people, those railing against every nation, not just the United States, far from it. People in Canada are not, 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 not getting by. People in Australia are not getting by with that. The people in Africa, how many hungry people are in Africa, Father God? How many people in Sudan and other nations, Father God, are desperately hungry, Father God, because there's an agenda going on? And then there were the volcanoes that, that uh, erupted wherever in the, in the southern hemisphere that's affecting the crop production. And we haven't even heard about the, the net effect of that, Father God. Because there was that little barley cake that overcame the Midianites. And that barley's not being produced to the same quantity it used to be. It used to be primarily for animal, but it's a lovely thing. It's not just for producing, was it beer or something like that. Barley is a very useful thing. Father God, I, you know, some people like uh, soup with barley in it, Father God. But Father God, some people don't have the privilege of having healthy soup. Maybe the children in the, in the lunchrooms don't have the privilege of having healthy soup because the people that are working those places don't really care. Father God, we ask you to help the people to find out what it means to have a, a heart of empathy. Give them new hearts, Father God, in Jesus' name. Pour forth of your spirit. Give those that can receive it new hearts, Father God, in Jesus' name. Because you can do exceeding abundantly more than I can ask or imagine. In Jesus' name. Because you had to be working on each of us, didn't you, Lord? We all thought we had it all figured out. But you're working on each of us to change from God to God. Thank you. 
Armament in the